Today's show is the last interview we have from ParaUnity 2022. Hope you enjoy it. So let's get into the show. Welcome to the Two Paranormal Podcast with your host, Jen and Joe. Hey guys, how's everybody doing? How you doing, Joe? I'm doing great. Uh, I just got home from a Bat Hearse show in Cleveland. We actually rented a house. Yeah. Three houses down from the Christmas Story house. Really? (laughs) And hopefully everybody saw my... Facebook lives about it, okay. walked around, showed them the house, you know, not inside, but the outside of the house. And it was a fun time. Then we went and did the show. I was the evil doctor again. Duh. Easy costume, just throw <laughs> my stuff on, put some black stuff on my eyes. and <laughs> Joe wore makeup. <laughs> yeah. And I was telling Jen before we started recording that Dana gave me some red for my eyes. I, corner, I put red in the corner of my eyes, mm-hmm. corner of my mouth, and then on my scar to look like I'm bleeding. Uh-huh. I went to wash it off, and it wouldn't come off. <laughs> but it finally came off with a lot of work. Bro. I was like, I'm going to have to have this red on my eyes for <laughs> two weeks. So. Makeup. <laughs> but we had the opportunity to talk to Bob Freeman, the occult detective yeah so bob is an author he's an artist he's a paranormal adventurer he does haunted history and ghost tours he also does commercial and residential investigations as well as um tarot readings for public and private events awesome he's busy very busy he is very busy busy man yeah it was great and and just like all the other interviews and all the people we got to talk to periuni was really a fun show and they're talking about doing it next year, but we got to check our schedule as usual. And, you know, we may be back. Maybe. Yep. We'll see. We'll see. You know, and that we, that's our first show that we did in Indiana. Yeah. Which we is usually go the other way. We usually go to Pit, or, uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. I liked Indiana. It was beautiful because, you know, it was like the peak of the fall color. So we were just like driving and joe and i stopped and i did some thrift shopping and found some really good stuff so yeah i would definitely go back down that way and and maybe make it a weekend of like i want to go to alton illinois oh yeah Yeah. i've been talking about it and then the rona hit and the rona but alton in illinois is extremely haunted that place they have conventions there all the time they have different haunted events there so and they they do have the haunted tours all the time that would be fun yeah Yeah. even in the summer they have haunted tours which is nice because it's warm out (laughs) no that's you know one of the places we're just going to have to put on for um next year yeah definitely maybe try to hit up um get in one of those conventions so you guys can come out haunted america convention is huge it's only a seven hour drive joe i know (laughs) great in our new tour bus set that's right yeah somebody's gonna donate <laughs> short I, I wish big <laughs> i i dream big why not heck yeah why not you dream about 
getting you five boo bears. <laughs> yeah. And all you're going to do that one. I know if you hit the lottery, you're going to buy all these boo bears. Yeah. And I'm going to be sleeping some night and you're going to put all the boo bears in my room <laughs> going, hi, what's your, your name? name? <laughs> do you want to play? <laughs> God. We did. That's a, scary. We did a library speech last Friday, two days ago as we were recording this. And uh, it turned out really good, but I did say that I would punt a boo bear. <laughs> <laughs> you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope Ghost Stop doesn't listen to this because it's not a good advertisement. No, if they do listen to our show. But listen, just go I'm buy the boo honest. bears. I'm being go honest. Go buy them. You, if you like them, you buy them. <laughs> Don't listen to us. No, it was just fun. It was a really good time, but we'll tell you a little bit about that on the next show. Yeah. Because we want to get into this interview. It was an awesome interview yeah. with Bob, and we had fun. So let's get into the interview. And uh, before we let you go, because we did in, end the interview at the show, so the outro is just going to be goodbye. Please hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell if you're on YouTube. And subscribe to the show. Lots of times it says follow if you want. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Subscribe, follow, the same thing. But please tell a friend. And I did put a donation button on our website if you want to make a donation of any size whether it's three cents or whether it's 10 million so we can buy a tour bus um and snacks no no but it it does help (laughs) you know it gives us a chance to get to these conventions and get you some good interviews and um keep the show going yeah yeah so anyhow let's get in the interview and uh we'll talk to you later All right, and with us today, we have Bob Freeman, the occult detective. Welcome to the show, Bob. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're really excited to have you here. Tell us a little bit about your journey into the paranormal. What was what was the catalyst? So, <clears throat> I'm from rural Indiana. I grew up on my grandparents' 60-acre farm, right? Okay. Uh, very small for around here, but uh, they raised horses. But uh, about a Less than a quarter mile from the trailer my parents and I lived in was a little graveyard that had an urban legend surrounding it. So it had a fence and a gate, and whenever people would approach the gate, it would open. And if you were a woman, it would open, and it would let you walk right in. And if you was a man, it would open, and as soon as you started to go, it would swing really hard and hit them. (laughs) Right? So in my time... They had taken the gate down because people were getting hurt. Right? Yeah. But I heard this story since mm-hmm. I was little. So it being so close, when I was eight years old, I started sneaking out of the house and going up there and spending the whole night in the graveyard yeah. to experience something. Mm-hmm. And that's when I saw my first apparition. Oh, right? Okay. After you know weeks and weeks of, of going out there and calling for something, and then I saw it, right? And uh, so I was hooked. You wow. Know? And, uh, yeah, of course, this was, we're talking, what, 1974. So, so uh, there wasn't really a lot of information out like there is now. You would probably have to go into the library, right, and get a exactly. one or two books that they had on ghosts, right? <laughs> right, yep. So you, you had Hans Holzer, right, yeah. who was a big mm-hmm. influence. Sybil Leak was a yeah. huge influence. Gerald Gardner, you know, the witchcraft stuff, right? Yeah. So, and as a little kid, luckily, our small, you know, the, the 
closest town to us was Converse, which was about a thousand people. But that public library had all kinds of. Yeah, it was the 70s. Yeah. And the yeah. occult was everywhere. Yeah. So, um, thank you, The Exorcist. Right. It, 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 you know, it kind of. Yeah. And, which I saw when I was eight at the drive-in. Oh my gosh. Right? Yeah. You're supposed to be asleep in the back of the of the, uh, of the station, station wagon, wagon, but you're like, you know, and... Uh, Your parents are like, now don't look at the screen. <laughs> right, like, yep. yeah, I'm and gonna like, look at the screen. Uh, yeah. So you're scarred for life, and uh, uh, and then you end up doing this for a living. So. Yeah. That's amazing. Right. Now, that apparition that you saw, did you ever find... Um, which like maybe grave it was attached to or yeah so it came from the back corner of the of the lot and there were four headstones there they all died on the same day oh right so okay so this the story gets a little weirder right so here's this graveyard that i'm going out to when i was 13 my parents moved into converse itself so we're living in this house and everything and i find out just a couple of months ago that that graveyard out there that I used to go out to and spend the night in was where our house was. Oh. In town. Okay. They moved the graveyard from there yeah. out, you know, a couple miles away mm-hmm. and I just we just happened to buy the house that that graveyard Destiny. was in. The house what? next door to us had been a church and so they were doing some digging in the backyard uh, for a busted sewer on, and they dug up a skeleton. Yeah. So they didn't move all the bodies. <gasps> no. Uh-uh. That's too hard. They moved some of them, <laughs> yeah, but but not all of them. So. Yeah, maybe they just moved the stones and not the bodies. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and when they when they oh did this God. when they put in the new sidewalks out in front of their place, they dug up a skull. Okay. Now they they hid all this because you have to report that yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, and that shut the whole operation down. Mm-hmm. So the, the construction workers like, nope, didn't see that, didn't you know. That. So, oh, my goodness. Uh, so yeah. did that spark any activity where you lived? My, 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 my parents' house was always active, mm-hmm. right? So growing up, there was always odd things in the house. Um, were your parents open to it? Or were they like, we don't want anything to do with it? My mother, yeah, she wasn't. But my, my father... He was obsessed with, you know, he liked horror movies. Okay. So he loved that kind of stuff. And so when I was really little, I'm talking like five years old, on Halloween night, he would go out to this abandoned house out near the Mississippi Reservoir, not far from here, right? And there were all kinds of ghost stories about that place because a, a man there came home one day and killed his wife and kids and then hung himself. Oh, my goodness. Right? So my dad would take me out there every year at Halloween. But he would go out beforehand, and he would set stuff up. Oh, oh my no. God. <laughs> and like I said, I'm like five. Uh-huh. Okay. So years later, my dad finds religion, you know, and everything. And he comes to me one day. He's like, I don't know why you're doing all this stuff. I was like, gee, I wonder, Dad. Yeah, right? Why? You know, why, why did this happen? <laughs> so... That's but he was a good sport about it. Yeah. yeah. Now, as as time go, has gone on and we've come into this age where, you know, we have a ton of ghost shows and paranormal shows and podcasts, mm-hmm. um, conventions. Like, what's your feeling now about what, you know, what's going on in the paranormal? I mean, what's your general consensus? Well, Do you think it's... It is an entertainment industry, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, 
and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it does kind of get in the way of people trying to do legitimate things. Yeah. Because, like I was kind of telling the story earlier about, you know, I was the only ghost hunter I knew mm-hmm. in real life, you know, and then I started running into people at these places I'd been hunting since I was a kid, yeah. and I would run into somebody there hunting with all the high-tech equipment and stuff that I'd never heard of. Yeah. And it's, oh, well, I saw it on Ghost Hunters or wh- whatever, and it's, I don't, we don't have cable where I live, so I didn't know Ghost Hunters existed. So now, it's so just, it's a part of the culture. I host ghost hunts in a building, and what, what I notice is 90% of the groups that come in there all hunt exactly the same way, which is what they have seen on television. Okay. And I think that is detrimental to, you know, the field overall because most of that stuff is just looks really good on TV. Exactly. And it's so... If it flashes, it sells. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. It's got to have the yeah. beeping lights, yeah. and, and I blame Supernatural a little bit for that too, because yeah. you know they would have like the the techie gadgets that sit there and you know, yeah. and like people see that they want that, you know, they even, want the they want the Ghostbusters. That's know. what I was gonna say. Even back in the original Ghostbusters, they had to have the flashy equipment. Right. Sure. Which, yeah, it's a way to communicate, but yeah. also your feelings are real important. Like we use the dowsing rods a lot. I, I, I almost and, exclusively for yeah, me as well, yeah. Because it's more of a feeling than trying to get something captured on video or something like that. Right. And it's easy to train a spirit to cross for no, yeah. open up for yes. And I mean that's it's real simple and, yeah. and you can have interactions, typically yes no type things, but but still, you're, you can interact with the spirit in a way that other things can't. I mean, some things just drive me nuts, you know, like the, the flashlight test thing, yeah. right? You know, and that just... That just mm-hmm. It irritates you, I can yeah, tell. Yeah, it does, yeah, right? <laughs> it, it really does, you know? It's a, and, and some people swear by it, and that's, that's fine because, you know, we're all on this journey, to, you know, mm-hmm. and everybody's going to do it different, you know, yeah. so... So if, if if you listening out there love the flashlight thing, I know you know that's fine. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna not let you do it in my presence. But, yeah. Right. Uh, but it, but it don't goes bring back, it. Yeah. Don't bring it as evidence. Yeah. You? Sure. It goes back to what you believe and what you feel is your best way to communicate with someone. But it's been debunked so many times. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, but it looks good on TV. Yeah, but so has other things been debunked. Yeah. So it goes back to whatever you believe. You right? know, my thing is, is when I'm investigating, I want to experience it for me. Yes. Right? Yeah. I don't want to have my face in a, in a in a app, a ghost app, when a spirit could be standing in front of me and I'm looking at the app and not looking at the spirit. Right. right? How much are you missing because you're right. so involved in the equipment? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's been proven that a lot of the equipment, like, not to make the listener feel like, oh, I'm doing something wrong with that, but a lot of the phone apps that you buy <laughs> are designed apps. to find ghosts. Yes. And we're not talking, they're not designed to find ghosts. They're designed to make you think you found ghosts because it's been proven over and over that the manufacturers of these apps make it so the app works. So you tell your friends, and they buy the app right, also. Yeah. The, like the uh, the ghost box 
apps yeah. in particular, yes. you know, right? They have programmed in, you know, certain words. Mm-hmm. They have certain sounds. You know, they're, you know, it's, it's, it's we fun. Deb- <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Except when you're trying to do a serious investigation and you got five people with this app that's making the submarine sound, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. right? And you're like, I can't hear my EVPs because you're using this thing that's going bloop, yep. bloop. Yep, and there's, uh. <laughs> there's one that every once in a while will randomly have a growl. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you sit there, and if you just listen to it, you know, you can time it. Uh-huh. You know, right? It's like, okay, yeah, that's... Okay. Now, uh, I'm going to piss a lot of people off by saying uh-oh, this. Oh, here we yeah. go. And Jen knows... <laughs> I'd like to know your serious thoughts, your serious inclinations and feelings about Boo Bear. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how far can you punt a Boo Bear? That's what I want to know. Yeah, right. (laughs) Ghost stops like turning over right now, like, damn you, paranormal podcast. That's great. No, it's just, you know, I guess it would be different if you were there by yourself and you use whatever equipment you have. But when you go into a public thing and people are trying to maybe listen and then you got something going up, hi, hi, what's your name? And you're like, is that an indication of spirits here? Or is that a randomly designed app? It's programmed to do that. And... It, it kind of plays into kind of a larger problem with society as a whole in the the fact that we just are not mature as, as yeah. people anymore, right? Right. Because there's so many things that are just child toys yeah. that people just can't escape from, you know? And you see that in all culture. I mean, I love comic book movies, you know? Mm-hmm. I grew up with comic books, but that's why comic book movies are so yeah. prominent in culture right now because... We just have not matured as people, you know. So, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, and if and if you're out there using alive. if you're using the equipment and you're enjoying it, and you are getting stuff from it, yes, use it. Yeah. Right. Just be careful that you know. And it it oh, goes back to the same. Joe's on stuff. his soapbox. Yes. You can have a handy. Help yourself. It goes back to the same stuff. But I I teach a little course on knowing your equipment especially with cameras and cell phone cameras and that, and know how they work and why they work and what happens when they work. Right. You know, use the equipment, but learn it first. Right, yeah. Well, I was uh, I was discussing with you earlier, an EMF detector will pick up all kinds of random things, right? Why would you ever use an EMF detector when you could just use a compass? That compass, if it starts spinning, there's two things that are making that happen. A magnet... Or something weird's happening. So an EMF detector looks nice. It's got all the fancy lights and stuff. But that compass is accurate. That EMF detector is not. Because it's not electric. And electric affects it. Yep. But, you know, I love using, like, I use the the K2 meter as a baseline. Once I start getting activity with that, then I know I can go on to other things. All right, sure, sure. You know, and that's just the way I do it. You know, a lot of people will say, oh, that's wrong. But that's just the way that I do it, you know. And then we go on to things like the dowsing rods and and um, 
audio recorders. Right. Yeah. A lot of digital recorders, right, will have these weird little glitches in them, right? And people will take that as, oh, well, this is activity. Well, no, it's just a byproduct of the technology, right? If you, if you really want to collect EVP, you should be using analog yeah. because there's, there's, there's nothing that's going to interfere with it because anything digital has a, an opportunity for things to go wrong. Yeah. So, same with like digital cameras. Mm-hmm. They, the way a digital camera works is it'll take a picture of something. If something's blurry or it's not quite, can't tell what it is, it'll fill in. Yeah, fill in the data. Yeah, and yeah, so. And a lot of thing too is what they call, like with your cell phone, cell phones work on rolling shutter. Right. And that's the same way as like a digital SLR camera works is a rolling shutter. You got one shutter that opens, and depending on how much light it's absorbing, the next shutter comes and closes. And that's why you get like lines of light in your photos and right. stuff like that. Little blur lines yeah. and yeah. such. Yeah. Now I'm I'm saying that, but I also have seen visible orbs and stuff with my own eyes. Sure. So yeah. the stuff is out there, but you have to know what your camera is doing and what you're actually absorbing into that camera. Yeah. I'm so glad we're on the same page on yeah. all this. But that's what's great about coming into conventions is that you can meet like-minded people and and have these open discussions and still um, have that respect of this is your opinion, I respect it, and this is mine, or we totally agree that orbs are dust. No, (laughs) (laughs) but um, no, you know, it's just this is what's great about coming to these conventions is that you have people that are so open to this because I'm sure... Early in your paranormal investigating career, people probably thought you were cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, right? Absolutely, right? yes. Thank you. Not, not only that, but I probably worshipped the devil. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we get that, it too. Was, <laughs> it was back during the satanic panic, right? Yeah. Right? When I was doing all this. So, um, yeah. Talk a little bit about that um, that phenomenon in the 70s for our listeners. What, like the satanic yeah, panic? Okay, yeah. well, like, so I started playing Dungeons & Dragons in 1978 automatically. I'm the devil, right? Yeah. right? So, <laughs> of course. But then any anything occult-related, that, that whole period, churches around here, like we're in the Bible Belt, right? Right, right. They would have these these big events where they were burning record albums, tarot cards, all that kind of stuff. And me and my friends, being, you know, teenagers, yeah. we would go to these things and heckle them. <laughs> and we would jump into bonfires and huh. rescue albums. Oh, oh, yeah. Because you know, like, you're not Ozzy. going to throw Led Zeppelin three in there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you're not doing that. You know, I will oh, take a God. chance on getting burnt. But, but yeah, so they would, and they would hit everything in culture, right? You know, anything that, you know, that had the slightest hint of, of the occult, they were all over it. And then, then it just escalated and got worse with the whole, you know, Child, yeah, and we had the char- the uh, the child daycare where there was like a satanic cult operating through all these daycare centers, and then all these kids, you know, the the psychiatrists that got involved and and coaching these kids to saying yes, uh, this was done to me, that was done yeah. to me, and it just got really out of hand. Yeah. So it was a scary time to be involved in that stuff, but luckily I was young enough that I didn't care. Yeah. You know, so. But it's interesting too because now I think. And maybe it's just due to social media, but there's this huge re, uh, resurgence of not like the satanic panic, but more of like the secret society panic. Yeah, right. And sure. the the child sex rings and and things that are 
you know, Hollywood elite are all part of this con- right. conspiracy, um, underground secret, you know, pedophile ring. But, but th- what feeds into that is this, the stuff that's real, you right. know, like yeah. the, the Jeffrey Epstein and yes. right. So there is something going on, but they just blow it out of proportion. It's the Alex Jones thing. God love that guy. You know, uh, all right, so he's crazy, as crazy gets. But 80% of what he's saying is utter nonsense. Yeah. But there's that 20% that he's accurate on. Uh And it's just like, because there's stuff out there, you know, it's just, but it's not everything, right? You know, baby Yoda over there that's staring at me right now (laughs) is is not the devil. No. (laughs) But but certain conservatives will tell you that it is, you know, right? So, but uh, we're we're living in strange times, right? So, and it's it's with the field that we're in, it happens to us all the time where someone comes up to us and says, I don't believe in anything you do. I'm a Christian. (laughs) You're right. And I'm like, wait a minute. You don't believe that Jesus died and three days later he rose to heaven and then came back and visited his apostles and they didn't they didn't recognize him because they quote in the Bible say we saw a spirit or a ghost. Yeah, of right. Jesus. It's the same thing. It's just right. different, you know. Right. right. The witch of Endor, you know, mm-hmm. who brings up Saul and right, you know, it's like yeah, it's, it's all through the Bible. Yeah, I, yeah there's. But, yeah, I, I run into that all the time. Well, all ghosts are demons that are just there to influence you and that kind of stuff. And, you know, and so, but everybody has a different idea of what a ghost is. Yeah. Anyway, you know, so, like, I bet if we went around to every paranormal group that's here at the convention today, the majority of them will have a different idea. Yeah. You know, and so that's one of the things that I thought Parunity should be about was that, coming up with a common dialogue you know common terminology that's where the unity should lie and so we could we can determine okay what a residual haunting is what right and and have that that common vocabulary so that we can have that conversation you know but uh, and that's one of the questions I've asked a lot of our guests and a lot of in our conversations is the question what are ghosts and people always say, well, it's dead people. No, 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 no. What are ghosts? Are they photons? Are they quarks? You know, your soul. How does your soul come out of the body? What? Because we know it's energy. Right. But we don't know what type of energy it is. Like a photon, like these lights that are creating photons, they're made out of nothing. Right. But yet they influence our lives every day because mm-hmm. they make light. You know, let's face it. It's all magic to me. Yeah. I don't understand how any of this. Mm-hmm. I do not understand how you take a picture of somebody in New York City, and I'm watching it on my TV yeah. in Indiana. Right. That is sorcery, uh-huh. right? <laughs> and so, um, all of it. You know, and there, there's no way, there's no way to explain it because we don't have the technology yet mm-hmm. to measure it. Yeah. And until we do, we speculate. Yeah. You know, and we build our own belief systems around it. But don't marry yourself to it too much mm-hmm. because something's going to come along that's going to change that. Yeah. And and too many people are just like, this is it. You know, they draw a line in the sand and you have to be open-minded to all of this. It's hard. It's hard because people feel like they get judged when they have open minds, you know, like, right. and nobody in their psyche wants to feel like I'm being judged, Right. you know? 
And then there's other people who's like, this is this, this is this, and then you're going to subscribe, and that's it. you got to believe in something. Yeah. Yes, yes, but be open to new information changing what that is. Pick up any science book from 1960 and compare it to a science book mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Just yeah. how much has changed. You know, I can't even tell you the names of dinosaurs now because yeah. they changed the names of all the dinosaurs. <laughs> I knew them all when I was nine years old. But. Right. Well, there was only probably about 20 of them yeah, then. Right. Yeah. Now right. they're finding so many more. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, that's, that's crazy. And why don't we see dinosaur ghosts? Yeah, right. Why well, di- maybe, well, we, I think maybe we do. Maybe, maybe Bigfoot is, right? Which Could is not be. exactly a dinosaur, but a... What do you feel that uh, Sasquatch or Bigfoot is? Do you feel it's a physical entity? Do you feel it's a interdimensional? Yeah, see, I don't know because I've never seen him. Oh. My thought is is that it's probably a real physical being. Yeah. But I'm willing to entertain the idea that it's a ultra-dimensional or any of those other things they want to come up with. But I've, I've been around the world enough to know, and I've spent a lot of time in the woods... Anything can be out there, yeah. and you would never know. Exactly. I recently, just around here, I was I was driving with my wife and son uh, near a place called Redbridge, and this big black thing runs across in front of us, and I'm like, it's a black bear. Yeah. So I call the DNR and I say, hey, I just saw a black bear. We don't have we don't have bears here. I said, well, I just saw one. Well, it was, it was a big dog. I'm like, I'm almost 60 years old. <laughs> I know the difference between a dog right? and a bear, right? right. So, so there, no, no. Two weeks later, a bear got hit near Huntington oh. and killed on the highway. And they're oh, okay. So they did the now same. Now you believe me. The crazy man wasn't so crazy. <laughs> yeah, they did the same thing to me with wolves. I saw wolf tracks out at the reservoir on a trail we always hike. No, we don't have it. We don't have wolves here. A month later, they caught a wolf in Muncie, uh-huh. which is you know an hour and a half or an yeah. hour from here, and. It had a tag on it, right? And the tag was from a wolf pack in Wisconsin. Oh, wow. And those wolves passed right through here. Yeah. Wow. And, and they were picking them up in the Muncie area. So I'm like, I told you. Yeah. You know, like, uh, don't tell me there's, you know, that's... Well, so we, anything. Yeah, I mean, like, we all animals migrate. They follow the water sources. They follow the food sources. Mm-hmm. So who's to say that these Sasquatches don't you know, are in different areas seasonally. There's there's deep, deep woods that people never yeah. go back into. Yeah. And anything could be hiding back in there if they're careful enough. That's one thought that I had when we traveled through Pennsylvania. If oh you ever get a God. chance to travel, travel through Pennsylvania, you look and you're up on top of a hill looking down at nothing but trees. Yeah. As far as, and it's like... And you know nobody's ever been in there, right? Like this is just, it's right. so much vast... Forest. If they have been in there, they never got out. True. True. <laughs> or if they have been, they're only in one little section of it. Right. At one particular amount of time, because we've said it so many times where Bigfoot or Sasquatch, or what you want to call them, know you're there before you. It's just like dogs and all that. They have, I feel that they have that sense where they know you're going to be in the area a lot longer right. or a lot well, sooner before yeah. they that you're there. You smell different. No matter how quiet you think you are, you're making a lot of noise in the woods. And all you got to do is, when you're walking out in the woods, listen to the birds. Yeah. All those birds making noise are telling every all the other birds, 
that there's somebody in the area. Yep. They're right. So everything out there is geared towards survival, and they know you're there. Yeah. Yeah. And so you they've learned to hide. And if the woods ever go dead silent. <laughs> yeah. Run. Yeah. What happened to us one time? Joe and I were in Pennsylvania at this place called the Black Cross. So it was a um, an area back when they had the yellow fever and influenza outbreaks back in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. This farmer donated some land for immigrants who had nothing to be buried because there were 20,000 people who died. Yeah, you know? right, right. And the Catholic Church wouldn't allow them to be buried. Because they weren't well, Catholic. I mean, they're not right. Yeah. So, so we were out there, and you know, normal squirrel sounds, bird sounds. We heard, like, a child laugh. And um, trust me, we were in the middle of the forest, right? right? Like, there wasn't, and all of a sudden, everything went silent. There wasn't a bird chirping. There wasn't a leaf moving. Yeah. It was the strangest feeling. Yeah. And then Joe, tell him what happened. Yeah, there's a, and our listeners have heard this story before, but there was a stump about three foot and a red ribbon tied to it. And we're like, okay, I don't understand why there's a red ribbon in a stump, but it is a location where people go to a lot to see this because it is on the National Historic Register and all that. Okay. So I'm standing there, and I look at the stump. Okay, yeah, and I turn again, and the stump was a, jo- a guy coming out of the woods at me. Oh. It, full-body apparition, clear as I could see, had gray wool pants on, a red shirt, and a uh, flip-it-style hat. But he was like an ashen face. Wow. Coming out of the woods. And Joe, and, and my Joe, my brother's a very mild manner. I don't get scared. He don't, nothing you scares know? him. He literally, I saw him jump <laughs> off the ground. <laughs> it literally jumped. Yeah. My adrenaline was pumping oh, yeah. for a good half hour. And that natural fight or flight, is it? That's what yeah. it's called? Yeah, fight or flight. I mean, that... You know, you just don't happen. That doesn't happen if you just turn and see a tree stump, right? right? right. This thing came at him. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, was the, it was the correlation of the whole woods going silent. And then that happened. You know, and later we looked into it, and the stories that people say is you hear babies crying. You think, you feel as if the trees are staring at you. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. And it happened. Yeah, it, it right. It was the wildest thing. You got to experience what? Yeah. And, and it goes back to what we were talking about before. I can't go back and show somebody that. Right. No, 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 no. Yeah. And if you would have had a camera, chances are it wouldn't have captured any of it yeah. anyway. Um, Jen had her video camera going, but all I captured was me freaking out. <laughs> <All right. laughs> but you look in the video, and I'm just freaking out against a stump. Yeah. All right. So to me, hearing that story, right, I believe, the, you know, I believe what you're telling me, right? Yeah. But even if... It wasn't true. It's a great story. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. But 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 it's but I believe that you believe, you know, and I'm jealous because yeah. I would have liked to have been scared, you know, <laughs> out of my pants because uh, I would have I would have reacted the same way. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, but we did get attachments. Oh really? From that location, <laughs> brought something home. With we went to the um, Al- not Outback. What was Appleby. It? No. Texas Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse. Texas After. Roadhouse. We're all the same place. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. And we were sitting there, and I felt something on my hand. I looked down, and there was a tick walking 
on my arm. Uh, oh, we got And I'm like, ah. Text. Took it off, and I'm like, didn't think it up. Next few seconds, I felt another one, and the person who was with us, he felt, um, we have attachments, so we got our check real quick, went back to the hotel, and showered in scolding hot water. Right. <laughs> I, <clears throat> my family's all from Arkansas, and we used to go down there a lot. I have horror stories about ticks. Uh, you know? Like, you'll sit there, and your uncle's pulling your hair back, and yeah. it's embedded, and they're heating up the coat hanger. Yeah. Uh, so it'll back out because you can't tear it off. No. The head will stay in there, you know. So yeah, you, yeah, not. I'm not a fan. So yeah, when we talk about getting attachments, there are yeah, right? several <laughs> different kinds. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, the danger of any of you know in yeah. this, this occupation that we find ourselves in. You know, yeah, right? for sure. And you you never know where you're going to go. Yeah. That's the thing too. Is we we go to locate like coming to events. One of our thing is we always have to find somewhere to go, and it's usually the cemeteries. Right. But you never know. I mean, we've had so many times where we're at conventions talking to people, and that's why we encourage people to come to conventions yeah. to talk to the people. Right. But we were talking to people, and they're like, yeah, I own this house right down the street, and it's haunted. Do you guys want to come? And we're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. yeah right yeah. there. Right there. Well, let's the, pack up a booth, <clears throat> and we're going. Yeah. <laughs> you brought up cemeteries, and, and oftentimes you'll, you'll talk to paranormal investigators and you'll you'll talk about a haunted cemetery you know? and they're like why would a cemetery be haunted mm-hmm. that's that's your showing that you don't understand how cemeteries work back in the day yeah that was a tuesday <laughs> right they they would create a grim for the cemetery they would kill a dog yeah. and bury it oh my because the first thing buried in the cemetery becomes a ghost. Really? Okay. So, if you bury a person there, then that person is trapped there, right? So, every cemetery that has any age to it is going to, at the very least, have an animal protector, which is why so many cemeteries, people report hearing growls and stuff like that, right? Okay. It's because that's the that's the, the boneyard grim, or a church grim is what they used to call it, because oh it used to always be attached to a church. So... So yeah, wow. I I never, never not before. go I never not go to a graveyard because yeah. you're always you have the potential to to attack you know to, to come into contact with something at the very least the grim. So and it's the place that you go to remember that person. And I've said it many times. There's three phases of death: when you physically die, when they put your body in the ground, and the last time someone speaks your name. Yeah. And that's the reason why we have tombstones, and that's so people can remember those names. And we had an occasion where we were at um, the Vampire Crypt in Erie, Pennsylvania. And we talk to people all the time, and they say, oh, yeah, there's black dogs there. Yeah, right, right. And that's where it comes from. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, Yeah. right. It's amazing. That's when uh, I went to Scotland (gasps) in 2000. Awesome. I got, okay. So I, oh, I got to investigate we Roslyn to hear Chapel. This. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Right. So this was, this was just before the Da Vinci Code came out. Okay. So the only, very few people knew about Roslyn Chapel back then, right? I did because I was into all the Holy Blood, Holy Grail, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. The stuff that influenced the Da Vinci Code. So we go there. There's nobody there. Yeah. And they say, well, do you want the tour? I'm like, that's all right. I know all about this place. So... They would just let us go. 
we had the run of that place. And, I mean, as, as a, you know, Edinburgh itself and Rock, I mean, it's just so much rich history, and there are spirits everywhere. Uh, it's, it's that kind of place, so that's the furthest I've ever gone to. Do what, any kind of investigation. What um, did you have any experiences? Some, just like some EVP okay. and kind of cold spots, that kind of stuff. Nothing, yeah. nothing dramatic, you know. But just being there was, you know, why everything. Do you, why do you think um, Scott? And I totally get that Scotland's haunted. But what what do you think is the recipe for it being so haunted? Is it well? Part of it, I think, is the people themselves. Okay. Right. I think the the people are just so so superstitious that they keep all that stuff alive and they have a connection with you know I, I don't know what you would call them like the elementals fae mm-hmm. the, it is a country that's rich and they have fed those spirits yeah. and a lot of that comes from if, if you get I, I'd love to go to Iceland you know yeah. where they where they are so <clears throat> so respectful of elves yeah. and those type of entities and I think those things still exist and and thrive because the people there are feeding yeah. them that energy you know okay. so and well that's another thing most most paranormal investigators don't understand elementals and stuff like yeah. that you know any and it, it, it's obviously it's hard to discern um, I was asked to investigate a depot an old train depot uh, by some owners they kept having mysterious fires there. So, wow. we're, you know, so we're getting activity. And you could hear, like, old, like, 1920s music. You would just hear it. Wow. You know, it's like, you know. It, so it was really neat. But I was convinced that it was, you know, it was a, a fire elemental, yeah. right? Like a salamander, mm-hmm. right? So, and, yeah, so as soon as you gave them an offering and asked them to move on, and the fire stopped. Okay. Right? So... Yeah, it's. Yeah. Now I learned all about that stuff about the same time that I started ghost hunting, right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> I used to stay at my my father's parents' place a lot, and they had a trunk upstairs that was all my great grandmother's things, and you weren't allowed to get in that trunk. Oh, really? So one damn, <laughs> I'm going in. Curiosity. Right? Yeah. yeah. So it's full of like astrology charts and all these books and, and stuff and the one thing I took was this book by Manly Palmer Hall called Unseen Forces which was all about you know the dweller on the threshold oh. and all these the elemental creatures yeah. and he, I'm reading this and I'm again I'm like eight and I'm reading it and I'm like oh this stuff's real because yeah. he's telling it to you like yeah. no this stuff is real and so I'm like, oh, well, you know, I thought they were just fairy stories. This, oh, okay. And so ghost hunting, after that, I'm, I'm hunting ghosts because yeah. this guy just told me all this stuff is real and it's out there and I want to I see it. So what thank goodness think, for that. What do you think happened to all that stuff? <sighs> That's a good question because, yeah, when my grandparents died, that place got ransacked by the relatives. So Aww. I'm sure somebody wanted the trunk, yeah. you know, yeah. and the and the rest went into a dumpster. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah, and too bad. But I've got that book. 
Did you? I, Do you really? Well, I took it then and I kept it. Wow. Okay. But I've still got it. Yeah. yeah that's so amazing. You, right. So. So it's got to be at least what a hundred years old. Maybe? Well, it was uh, that copy. I think was written in the forties. Oh, okay. So. so. But still, wow, that's yeah. amazing. Interesting. So what? Um, what else? Well, let me ask you this. So you're from this area, correct? You're I am. Yep. So. What, where would you recommend somebody like ourselves to go and um, explore on the so way home from this, the convention? If this was <laughs> your first time here, mm-hmm. right, the place I would send people to is called Seven Pillars, which is a sacred, sacred Miami Indian location. Okay. It's, for one thing, especially right now in the autumn, it's breathtakingly beautiful. Oh, cool. And... The, the site was where the Miami would meet, and they would have tribal councils there, and they would have trials. Okay. And if you were convicted, up above, everybody would be down below, yeah. they'd be up above, they would chop the head off a guy, oh, and they would tumble down in the water below, right? So so there's it's got that energy. Yeah. But they believed that these, these columns that are kind of carved into by the water, carved into the limestone were portals to the afterlife yeah right so if the conditions are right you will see apparitions out there you will hear people chanting um yeah it's 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 a fantastic location i I love it yeah well we're gonna have to check it out on the way home you're here that's the that's the that's the one place you know if 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 i can go one place that's, that's where i'm sending you just because if nothing happens you saw something magnificent yeah Right, and it's not too far from here at all. So, Bob, if anybody wanted to uh, get a hold of you online, where would they? Get, where it's can they go? Really simple, occultdetective.com. All right, and if you go to Twitter or Instagram, any of those places, occult detective. That's my tag, and so yeah, I'm everywhere. Um, I'm tagging right now. <laughs> no, but we really, really appreciate you taking your time to come and be on the podcast and tell our listeners stories. But please check out Bob's website, occult detective.com yeah we'll definitely put that in the show notes so everybody can check it out oh well thank and you so much thank you so much Bob yes. it's really an honor to meet you it's come back again and tell us more ghost stories yes. I, yeah, we'd I've love to have you on again yeah. great alright and thank you listener for checking us out this week remember we come out new show comes out every week but hit that subscribe button so you never miss a show and thanks for listening and let's leave with some dead in five goodbye everyone bye bye